Hi, and welcome to Cameron's Baptist Church Sermons Podcast. We hope you're blessed by today's message. It's great to be here. It's really great to see the photographs of the history here, but what a great family that God is building in this house. And uh, you don't find many family churches today, yeah? And it's such a blessing. Uh, do I have to do it? Okay. You, you do it for me, yeah? You're, you'll know how to flow, yeah. Yeah. Because I, 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 will, I will lose concentration, so just follow me and you'll, you'll know when to, when to um, switch on. Yes, yeah, so really good to be here. And, um, and again, just to thank the Lord for 89 years. You know there, there are churches closing in this country and they sell them off. And in London you get a lot of money for churches that close. And um, when uh, Spurgeon and a guy called Lando, another guy called Brock, they began the LBA, their mission was to plant a church in London every year. Isn't that wonderful? I, I pray that that will come again. Anyway, I've come back from, uh, I was on a sabbatical for three months. I was away in Jamaica. Uh, yes, it's lovely there. And um, let, me, let me put my timer on here. Uh, oh. But yeah, Blue Mountain Coffee is the best coffee in the world, they say. Yeah. And uh, apparently the Japanese actually buy three years in advance the supply from Jamaica. That's how, how they love it. And so I was in Jamaica, and uh, as a Baptist minister, every seven years you're allowed to take some time off to reflect, to pray. And I, I, I would sit there, I mean, this is another sunset scene, but I would be there and I think, Lord, what a privilege that my church has released me for three months. Yeah, three months, and they paid me. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean, you think... Three, three months, and I'm sitting there and said, Lord, I really thank you. I really I think it's a, it was a privilege. And uh, I was there. And then um, while I was there, my second week, I got dengue. Dengue. Yes. I was talking to a, a, a Brazilian friend of mine, Isabella, and she was saying, it's, 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 her mom works in the hospital. She said, it's even right there. Yeah. And I got it for a week, and it kind of, it just hit me. Yeah. I was just on my back for a week, couldn't eat. And when you eat, the, the food tastes like straw, you know? But it's a good way to lose weight. <laughs> and that was, only, that was the only misfortune there, but, but, but it was just fantastic. And the other reason why I went to Jamaica wasn't just to sit on the beach and that, but my, my mother, who's 93, yeah, 93, and my sister was saying, you never spend any time with mum, you know? And I said, okay, I will manufacture it that I will, I will go there. She still complained I was more at the beach than I was with her. But <laughs> what can you do? And I, it's just a, it was just a privilege just to be with her and, um, and just, just to be with her, pray. And, I, and the, the prayer I kept praying for her was, Lord, give her a good finish, a good end, yeah? That's what we want, a good end, a great time there so um spent time with mum and then the third thing that I did there when I was there I, I, I finished writing a book which I hope will come out Easter it was a book on on leadership within the Baptist setting and you know from Robson to lead a Baptist church is is is, is tough yeah it's tough I remember I, I was I, I'm from a Pentecostal background and uh, I remember when they first came to me and said look there's a church looking for a pastor 
And they said, is the Baptist church? Like, Baptist church? No way. <laughs> they fight the pastors there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> they do. They fight the pastors. I said, no, not a Baptist church. And, um, and um, yes, it reminds, me of, it just reminds me, it just reminds me of a story I heard. Wasn't it between a, 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 the devil and a Baptist deacon? The devil flees when you rebuke him. <laughs> That's a terrible one. Not all deacons are like that, yeah? And um, so, I, so I remember when they, they called me to go, and I, I remember they kept calling me, and I refused, and it, then my wife and I went along. And as soon as I stepped in, I said, you know what? This could work. This could work, and the, the rest is history. But all that I learned from that, I put in this book to say, how do you manage uh, how do you lead in a congregational setting? And then finally, uh, I was there for three months. The last two weeks, my wife came out with me, and we, we just toured the islands and went to all these luxury hotels. It was like a second honeymoon. <laughs> Amen. Lord, you want to come and say something? Amen. It was really just great to have her there. <laughs> you know, for, for two two weeks. Yeah, yeah. I, I really thank God. Um, just just for His, just everything. The Lord is so wonderful, and you know, we've never been apart for that um, length of time. And just during that time, just having the Lord there, knowing that everything was going to be okay. You know, the the first week He left, we had a flood, and uh, it came through the kitchen. You know, and flooded the kitchen ceiling. Now, normally, I'd be like, "Oh my goodness," but everything was fine. You know. Got the, got the plumber in, got someone to paint the ceiling. Everything was cool. And Winston was panicking more than me. But it, I, it was just wonderful to know that he could be thousands of miles away. I could be where I am. But God was there watching between us, kept me, kept him. And uh, it was just a wonderful experience. Jamaica was fantastic. If you haven't gone, please go. Amen. She's, she's working for the tourist board now. <laughs> Amen. So... That's that. So, but while I was out there, a lot, what I did a lot was a lot, I prayed a lot. And one of the things the Lord laid in my heart, I prayed a lot. And um, while I was out there, our church, we, 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 we fast seven days. The beginning of the year, we always fast for seven days. Yeah, seven days we, we enter. And so while I was out there, I joined them in the Zoom. Yeah, I joined them in the Zoom. And, um, and, and what touched me, if I met with my leaders yes, this week, and I said, was there any problems? He said, there was no problems whatsoever. I thought, isn't that great? You can go away. Yeah? And uh, no problems. In fact, while I was away, the church grew. I wonder if God's speaking to me. <laughs> the church grew. And I, I come back and I see all these people. And there's this lady in the front. Uh, this Asian lady in the front. And I'm preaching. And she's going, yeah. And I'm thinking, who is she? <laughs> you know? And, and people, it, it's just grown. But while I, but what really struck me, we have this, this seven days of prayer and fasting. And, um, and uh, while I was away, um, during the seven days, we got a membership of 65, 65 members. And every night there was 20 people out for prayer. That's, that's 31%. Yeah? And if you throw in the online, it rises to 42% online. And in fact, our prayer meetings we have once a month is normally 30% come out to pray. In fact, when I go around churches, you, you may break the trend, in most churches, the average turnout for a prayer meeting is less than 10% of the membership. Yeah? 
was at one church the other day. The membership is 120, and they get eight for their prayer meeting. Just eight. I was in another church where I'm actually moderating. It's a small church, 21, and they get eight for their prayer. I said, hey, guys, you're breaking the trend. That's 30% of your membership out to pray. And so normally um, for a church, if you can get 10%, you're doing good. Spurgeon, Charles C.H. Spurgeon, who had a Metropolitan Tabernacle, he had a membership of 10,000. And even he, on his Monday night prayer meeting every week, only got 2,000. Yeah? Out of a membership of 10,000, only 2,000. That's only 20%. So if a church can get to 20%, you're really doing good. But the thing that the Lord put in my heart while I was out there was not just enough for the churches to pray, but you've got to pray. Yeah? Sometimes some Christians, the only time they actually open their Bible is when they come to church and it's, it's, you know. Sometimes the only time they pray is when they come to church. I'm going to give you a personal quiz here. Um, you can write down the answers if you want. I'm not going to ask you for the, for the answers, but it, four questions I want to ask you about your prayer life. Number one is, how often do you pray? Yeah, so knock that down in your head. How often do you pray? Yeah, how often do you pray? The second question is, are you satisfied with how often you pray? So you, you may pray, I don't know, every day. But are you satisfied with that? Uh, the third question is, the third question is, how long do you pray when you do pray? Yeah, so when you pray, how long do you pray for? Yeah. And then the fourth question is, what stops you from praying more? What is it that stops you from praying more? Okay. Those are the four questions. You don't have to answer them. Yeah. You don't have to tell me, but jot them down. Yeah. Just lock them in your memory. Uh, two years ago, uh, they did a survey in America, over 7,000 Christians, and to find out how often Christians pray. How long do they pray for? And what stops them from praying? And then they also did it by age group. You know, they did it by age difference and to see, does that affect how often we pray? And this is what they found. Okay. So in frequency in prayer, younger Christians are praying much less frequently than older Christians. I think because when we're older, we know that eternity is near. So we probably want to pray more, don't we? Yeah. But it said only, listen to this, only 10% of Christians aged between 18 and 30 pray daily compared to 37% of Christians over 50. Yeah. So the 18 and 30s don't, don't really pray much. But the older ones pray a bit more. How Christians feel about their prayer frequency. Again, the survey found 51% of the Christians aged 18 to 30 were dissatisfied with their prayer life. Yeah, so they weren't happy with it. Yeah, they were not happy with their prayer life. And, and they're the same group that didn't pray. Yeah. Now, this really shocked me. How long Christians pray per session? Most Christians pray for less than one minute. Yeah, you know it's the kind of prayer. Getting ready for work, 
drink my coffee. Oh, Lord, bless me as I go. <laughs> yeah, that's our prayer. Most Christians, it was shocking. Pray for less than one minute, and then it begins to rise to about five minutes, but it's a small percentage. Yeah? That's interesting. Another survey I read years ago, it found that uh, in Korea, the average Christian there prays about 20 minutes. Yeah? Whereas when you come to the West, they pray about five minutes. Yeah? So. And then last, but no means least, um, what stops Christians from praying more often? And there were two reasons. We're so busy. Yeah? We're very busy. And they didn't know what to pray. They said, we don't know, what do I pray? <laughs> After one minute, I run out of what to pray. Yeah? And so they were too busy and they were, didn't know what to pray. And I, I want to encourage you today, and, and, it, and, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a word that I want to bring to the churches, that we've got to pray. I think, I think there's going to come a great, there's going to be great trouble in this nation in two or three years, and you've got to be people that pray. Your pastor won't be there. Yeah, your parents won't be there. You, you, you've got to know God for yourself. I pray for an hour a day. In fact, yeah, it works out about two hours a day. And just in case you think I'm really holy and spiritual, let me tell you what happened to lead me that way, yeah? I'm going to Bible college. This is 1981. I go to Bible college, and I want to be the greatest preacher in the world. That was my desire. And I, so I go to Bible college, and I start there in September. By December, I'm spiritually dry. Literally, I'm spiritually. There's no, you know. And I'm spiritually dry because I'm reading about the Bible. I'm reading commentaries. I'm reading all these theologians. But I don't actually read the Bible. Yeah? And I remember, I, I remember this so clearly. I'm, I'm spiritually dry, and I, say, I, I said, Lord, what, what, the fire that you gave me, what, what's happened to it? And in, in, I went to London School of Theology, so in the back, behind the, in front of the, the, the hall, there's a prayer room. And I go in there, I said, Lord, uh, God, please, if, b give me back that, give me back that, uh, that anointing, that fire. And I begin to weep. Yeah? And I said, Lord, if you will just give me back that fire, I will, I will tithe my time. Didn't know what I was saying then, but, you know, I'll tithe my time. And the, and the Lord, in, I encounter him. And I weep and I encounter him. And from that day, every morning, my wife will witness, I spend half an hour in that word, half an hour in prayer, the same thing I do. It's just, it just comes automatically now. Yeah? I, and, 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 and I pray. And as I get older, I'm 65. I got a letter the other day saying my pension is due in June. Yeah! <laughs> but seriously, as I get older, I'm so aware of my mortality. And I pray even more. Yeah, and so when I, when I share this message, with you, I'm not trying to get you to f to feel condemned. I'm saying God wants you to spend time in His presence, and it's important. It really is. Yeah, it really is important. And so, lots of times we struggle on how to pray, and and the Scripture shows that the disciples also struggled. In fact, one day they they saw Jesus praying, and they begged Him, Lord. Teach us how to pray like you pray. That's Luke 11.1. 1. And so Jesus teaches them how to pray. You can be taught how to pray. Yeah? There's a way to pray. And 
I want to use the Lord's Prayer as our model to help us pray because that's what Jesus did with the disciples. Yeah? He gave them that model. Matthew 6, let me just read it just to remind you. There's two versions in the Bible, but I'm going to read the Matthew 6 version. And uh, he says this. You see this. You can, you can use it as a repetition but you, or you can use it as a kind of a structure. And he says here in verse 5 of Matthew 6, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. I'm just reminded, I was, there's a group of ministers I mentor, and one of them was saying, in his church he has a... Um, a Kumon school for maths or whatever, but they were running late and, and this Muslim woman put out a mat to pray. She said, hey, what are you doing? Because I'm going to pray. It's prayer. She said, you're, not, you're not, not praying in here. <laughs> you're not praying in this church. And I thought, that's really courageous. He said, and he said, if I allowed her to pray there, she would have, it would have become a habit. Well, you allowed me the first time. Yeah? And sometimes, like the Muslims, we like to be seen to pray. She says, no, don't do that. Yeah? Don't do that. It's a between you and me. Yeah? And then it says, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows that you need what you need before you ask him. This then is how you should pray. So here's our model. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also are forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. And so we see here in this Lord's Prayer that Jesus gives us, we're going to unpack this in a moment, six components or six little things that we can hang on to when we pray. And it may be that right now in your life, there are issues in your life that you need to pray for. You're going to see that each of those components are essential for you to live for Jesus. There's not one of them that's wasted. They're actually really relevant. Yeah? And it may be there are things in your life right now that you need God. He's going to help you today. He's going to, he's going to bless you. So let's begin. So first of all, you've got to set aside time to be alone with the Lord. Yeah? You know, first of all, we need to set time to be alone with the Lord. He says, when you pray, you know, go into a, 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 a private place, you know? You cannot have a relationship with the Lord if you don't spend time. It's a bit like a marriage, yeah? If you don't spend time, it will get dry, yeah? You've got to take that time. We would, um, as you know, we have six kids. They're all big now. Uh, we have six kids and 13 grandchildren. Come on, Robson, you can catch up with us. Yeah? Yeah? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not you, is it? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, and, and sometimes, when we're small, we, 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 we just made it a point to have date nights. 
Yeah? And sometimes the only thing that we could afford was a McDonald's. Yeah? But we would go out. Yeah? You, you need to. And the same with God. You've got to spend time with the Lord. Yeah? You've got to spend time with him. There is, there, you've got to carve out time. Just like you have to carve out time. You have a hobby. You will find time for that. You have to carve out time for the Lord. It's interesting, instead of Jesus, uh, Jesus had a regular prayer time. Uh, again, when I was out in Jamaica, I would go for prayer walks. I mean, I, I discovered prayer walks there. You go for prayer walks. And it's just wonderful. And it says, it says of Jesus, Mark 1, 35, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and left the house and went out to a solitary, solitary place where he prayed. Like Jesus, you've got to carve out time. You, you have to find a time. We all have the same amount of time in the day. It's how we use it. You've got to carve out time. Secondly, avoid rambling prayers. Yeah, Jesus says, you know, be honest with God when you pray. I'm, I'm in my, I'm in my, um, in, in the morning I would pray in the house and my little nephew, he's not a nephew, he's not little, he's 18, but he lives with my mum, he looks after her. And I'd be in there praying, and he, one day he said to me, what do you say for half an hour? <laughs> he, goes, he goes, I'm in the house, you know, what, what can you say? And uh, I'm going to show you here, when you follow that model, there is so much to pray about. It's not just rambling, but you, you're being honest before God, and that's where the, the model comes through. So thirdly, we need to follow the model of prayer to help us in our structure of prayers and avoid rambling. But here's the key. Listen to the Holy Spirit. You know, we, we have that structure, but you know that structure changes every single day because the Spirit will lead you. Paul says in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. So listen to the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we don't listen to the Lord enough in speaking to us. So Jesus says in verse 9, he says, then this is how you should pray. And here are the six components that should characterize our prayer. First of all, we talk about the Father's character. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. I heard a story that a little kid thought, he was saying that Harold is God's name. You know, Harold be your name. No, hallowed means to hallow it, to, to big it up. To, to thank him, yeah? And, and begin your prayers by thanking. I mean, as I said, when you get older, the first thing I just thank God for is I'm alive still. I mean, that's enough. Oh God, another day. You've, you, in your sovereign will and, and wisdom, you've allowed me to live another day. I'm so grateful. I thank God for my kids. I thank God for my church. I, there's so much to thank the Lord for. Thank him for who he is and what he's done and declare him. Thank the Lord. We, we've got to be a thankful people, you know. Just thank God. I just thank you so, I, 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 I just, I'm just so grateful for God. I really am. You know, I, as I get older, I just, I just think he's, he's just fantastic. I used to think to myself, what am I going to say in eternity to God? And now I think about it, for the first million years, it would be just, Lord, I just want to thank you. <laughs> just bless you. Just, Lord, I just want to, I, I, you know, the first million years will be just, just thanking him. Yeah? Secondly, 
in this prayer is the Father's kingdom. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Listen, friends, the only reason that you're on earth today is not to buy a house or to get a good career. All those things are kind of good. It's to pursue the will of God. I used to think to myself, why did Jesus pray? And I, and I realized Jesus prayed, he prayed that he would fulfill the purpose of God. Really? He, he prayed, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. The only, the, the saddest thing that could happen to any of us, I believe, is to die and you stand before God and you say, you didn't do my will. I'm coming out of Asda in Watford a couple of years ago now, and I'm coming out and I, and I see a good friend of mine, real great ministry, ministry healing and that, and I see him and he's coming towards me and I say, uh, hi Keith, where you been? And he, he looked kind of oldish and he said, hey Winston, I, I almost died. And he points to the A41, which is, he says, I was in a car crash there. And I, and I, and I, I, I actually died or had an out-of-body experience because in there I, I stood before God. And he said, why haven't you done what I called you to do? And he said, I, I just began to weep. I said, Lord, if you will let, if you will let me come back, I, I will do your will. And he comes back. He said it took about nine months to, after they operated with him to get back to where he was. And I thought... I thought he was my hero. I thought he was doing God's will and he meets and says, no. So many times we can be busy in church, but is that what God's called you to do? And so he says here, pray the Father's will. Pray that God's will be done. So I pray in this bit, I pray for, oh God, your will be done in Gaza. Ukraine, all the problems in the world. Sometimes we say, we're praying for peace and God says, no, 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 there is no peace. I'm bringing these people to repentance. But you won't know that if you don't know his will. And so I say, Lord, pray, pray for God's will in your life. That should be your priority as a Christian. Everything else will fall into place, I promise you. You'll be the best student at university. You'll be the best at everything if you make God your priority. And then the third thing he says is the Father's provision. You see, again, we don't, we don't take that seriously. He says, give us this day our daily bread. Do you know it only takes a stroke to finish you off? And what are you going to do? We, we need God's grace every day of our life. Yeah? I think it's somewhere in Deuteronomy. It says uh, that it's the Lord that gives you the ability to make profit. Yeah? It's not your skill. Everything, every gift we have comes from God. He makes provision for us. Yeah, and the Lord provide for our spiritual needs, emotional needs, physical needs in Christ Jesus. It's beautiful when you look in Genesis when, when God creates uh, Adam and Eve and uh, he, 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 he uh, provides for them. He says this, he says, then God says, I give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be your foods and all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground. Everything that has breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food and it was so. What he's saying here, friends, God will provide for us. 
We, some of us, we're just like, we're no different than the world. We worry about the same thing the world worries about. We've got to be different. Because he, he will bring provision to us. He will make a way. I say to our young people, I say, trust God. You want to buy a place and that, trust him and make a way. I was telling a story. My wife and I, we, we were in a church in, in, in Harrow and we wanted to stay there. And we were, I don't, how, much, how short were we? I keep forgetting. 5,000. We were 5,000 short for the, the mortgage. You know, and a couple in there said, look, we want to give you the money. What, what do you mean? Loan it? No, no, no. We're going to give you the money. <laughs> they gave. And I'm thinking, God's not short of money. But if you trust him, every need that you have, he will meet. Matthew 6, 25, he says, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you you of little faith. So do not worry about saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But here's our goal. But seek first the kingdom. His righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Some of us, we worry too much. If God had a problem, and he doesn't, the least he can do is meet your needs. I promise you. A story is told about a man, and he used to worry. He used to worry about his kids. He worried about his job. He worried about, oh, I may have cancer. And he got to the place where, I'm sick and tired of worrying. So it was in the days when they had Yellow Pages. Remember that? Yellow Pages, the book. And so he turns, he's, he looks, warrior ink. He said, I'm going to hire a warrior for me. Someone to do my worrying. Yeah, and he, yeah, and he hires someone to worry for him. And then after a couple of weeks, his friend says, Fred, you look good. What's happening? You look, you look stress-free. He says, I know. I've hired myself a warrior. He, does, he worries about my kids. He worries about whether I'm going to pay the mortgage. He does all the worrying for me. He says, well, well how much does that cost you? He says, a thousand pounds a day. He goes, we're going to get that money from him. He says, that's his worry. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's God's worry. Some of us, we worry. It's God's worry. He said, I, I am there. I will meet. Just pray, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. And the fourth area... And this is one that we struggle with, but it's important. The Father's forgiveness. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Despite being believers, we are still prone to sin and so need God's forgiveness to walk in daily fellowship with him. We read in 1 John 1, it says, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. 
if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us. Hey, friends, every day we need the, the grace of God's forgiveness. Yeah? The day when you think, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm sanctified, perfected. You're, you're on a slippery road of destruction. Every day we need God's forgiveness. But here's a, here's a challenging bit. Not only must we daily confess our sins that God will forgive us, but we've got to forgive those that offend us. And that's hard. Because some of you here, some people have hurt you, some people have wounded you. Uh, I'm doing a study of the Psalms now, and, and there's one Psalm where David said, he was my friend, I went to worship with him, and he stabbed me in the back. He could be a fellow Christian. But Jesus says, you've got to let him free. You've got to release. If you don't release them, you, 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 you hinder the fellowship with God and you. For if you forgive others, people, when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. You'll break up the fellowship. In another parable, Jesus says, uh, the parable of the unforgiven servant, he said, I'll hand you over to tormentors. You don't forgive. You know what happens? It torments your mind. You just think of them all the time. You look in the mirror, you see them. Yeah? You, you, you run and you cover up your eyes, you see them. Yeah? You've got to release them. And it's not easy. But you know what makes it easy? Think of all the sins that you've done. But God has, has forgiven you. Yeah? I remember David... David Pawson, he's dead now. Uh, somebody was, gonna, was saying some wicked things about him. He said, it's not true, but it's still better than the truth. <laughs> yeah? It's better than the truth. <laughs> yeah? Think of what you have done, but God in his grace has forgiven you. The Father's forgiveness. And then finally, fifthly almost, the Father's guidance. And lead us not into temptation. We are called to take seriously the reality of the power of evil and temptation in this world. And we need divine assistance in order to overcome. That's why I believe Jesus prayed. Because not only did he want to do the will of God, but he realized the power of evil is real. And you and I cannot handle it on our own. We need God's guidance. We need God's strength. Here's what Paul says in Romans 7. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am! Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? And he says, thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ. God will help us. You may be going through strongholds of, of bondage on your life. God will set you free. He will help you. Amen. He's the only one that can help you. He will set you free. It's only as we daily call upon the benefits of Christ, work upon the cross, that we can be delivered from the power of temptation to give into evil. And then finally, the protection but deliver us from the evil one. You know, the devil's plan for your life is only three things, to kill, destroy, and steal. 
Seriously, he, that's his plan for your life. It, he's, he's, he's evil. And we need the Lord's protection. Sometimes you, you may even find at work, in your family, there's some people that for, for no reason at all, they just hate you. It's spiritual. That's why you need to pray. Yeah. I taught for 25 years. And when I, when I began teaching, the Lord said to me, you claim Psalms 91 every day. Because you don't know what these evil kids may do. And every day I would, I would quote Psalms 91. Seriously. Because the, the devil is out to destroy you. It's serious. But it says, but deliver us. Deliver us from the evil one. You know, Paul in 1 Corinthians 10 says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it for a while. Isn't that amazing that God will only tempt you in accordance with your faith? For some of you, the worst temptation you'll ever get is waiting in the rain for a 183 bus. <laughs> That's about your limit. But others, they'll, they'll, they'll take more. But they'll make a way for you to get out. If you're willing to trust the Lord, he will always make a way in which we can overcome temptation and sin. So here's, here's the practice, brothers and sisters, that I want to do today. I, I, I want to model this prayer. And my, my aim is, is that every one of you will at least pray for six minutes a day. That's not much. You'll find it will begin to expand as you pray. Yeah, but six minutes a day. And we're going to do a practice now. We're going to pray the Lord's Prayer. Each component, we're going to give each one a minute. Amen. Some of you, if you want, you can sit down and pray. If you like me, you can get up and walk around and pray. I like to move around and pray. Okay. Some of you may want to just pray in your mind. That's okay. Some of you want to pray verbally, which is good. That's okay. But we're going to do that. Each one, we're going to take a minute and pray for. Okay. Are you ready for that? Are you up for that? You can do it. Yeah. I know you can. I was in one church and it wasn't as live as this and they managed it. <laughs> I thought, I said to my wife, oh, this could be a riot here. And uh, in this church, at the end of the service, the, one, of the, one of the deacons came up to me and said, that was such a good word. What, but what, what really impressed me was you didn't preach from the text that we gave you. <laughs> you know? But that's what we needed. And in the week, the secretary called me and he said, I've just had emails and calls saying that message changed my life. Yeah? So you were more lively than they were. So it's going to be good. Yeah? So here's the first bit. Let's do, we're going to pray the Father's, uh, we're going to uh, pray the Father's character. Yeah? So we're going to, right now, I'm going to start the, my, my, my watch now. There is one minute. Let's do that. Thank the Father for his character. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We bless you that you're a good God. Father, we thank you for, uh, you've given us life that we can be here to praise you. We thank you for our children and our children's children, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy that you've, 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 you've been so good to us. 
We, we thank you for the house you've given us to live in. We, we bless you, Lord. We, we thank you that you're sovereign, that you're in control, oh God, of this world. Though it looks chaotic, Lord God, we bless you. We thank you that you're very much in control. Father, we bless you. We love you, Lord. Thank you that you're a good God. You're a merciful God. We bless you, Lord Jesus. We worship you, Father. Thank you for your goodness in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. That's a minute just gone. Doesn't take long. Good. Next, let's pray for the Father's kingdom here. Let's pray for our nation. Let's pray for this community that God's will will be done and that God would send in his grace people to respond to the gospel. Your minute starts now. Father, we pray your kingdom be done. We pray your kingdom begin in us, Lord. Begin in our lives, Lord God. We, we pray where we've been rebellious. Lord God, where we have wanted our own will. Lord God, we surrender and we say, Lord, be the Lord of every kingdom in our hearts. We pray for our government. We pray for uh, Rishi and we pray for the, give wisdom to this government, Lord. We pray for the various wars, Lord. We pray that, Lord, that Christians in these, in these, in these communities would rise up, Lord, and pray and proclaim your gospel and your truth. Lord God, we bless you. We pray your kingdom come. We pray your will be done, Lord God, in our lives, Lord God, in our communities, Lord God, in, 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 in where we work, Lord, we pray your will be done, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Your will be done, Lord. Your kingdom come in Jesus' name. Amen. That's the minute done. Amen. The next minute we're going to pray, amen, for um, God's provision. Maybe, I don't know, some of you may be out of work. Uh, you may need healing in your body. You may want to pray for a loved one. There's a, there's a, it may be, there may be mental issues you're going through. The bread is yours. Amen. Ask the Lord for that daily bread. Our minute begins now. Amen. Father, we thank you, Lord. Give us this day our daily bread. We pray that, Father, Lord God, we, we pray for those that are, are, are struggling financially. We pray that, Lord, meet their needs, Lord. We pray for those that are, are struggling physically. Lord God, we pray in the name of Jesus that you would stretch forth the hand of your son, Jesus. Lord God, to heal in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray for, for practical needs that we need. Uh, maybe, maybe a college place. Maybe housing, Lord God. We pray, Father, amen. You've promised to clothe us. You've promised to, to feed us. Lord God, you've promised, Lord, that we need not worry about tomorrow. Lord God, meet those needs, we pray, in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord God, we pray for the needs of this church. Lord God, whatever they may be, Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Give us this day, Lord, our daily bread in Jesus' name. Amen. The minute's gone. Amen. Let's pray. Difficult one here. Pray to Father's forgiveness. Sometimes we don't forgive ourselves. Sometimes there's things you've done and you find it hard to forgive yourself. Hey, God's forgiven you. Receive his forgiveness. And there may be someone that's really hurt you. You release them now. Amen. In seeking God's forgiveness. The minute begins now. Father, uh, we pray, Lord, forgive us our debts as we also forgive those that are our debtors. 
Lord God, we, we pray that, Father, uh, that, Lord, deliver us from the, the condemnation of the, of the enemy that would seek to make us live in the shadow of our past. And, Lord, we declare that there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus, that walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And Lord God, we, 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 we model ourselves on Jesus, who on the cross said, Lord, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And Lord God, we forgive those that have wounded us, that have slandered us. Lord God, we forgive them. And Lord God, we, we speak blessing upon them. We pray, Lord God, that they would come to know you in a deeper way. That, Lord, that they would come to repentance, Lord God. And so, Lord God, we thank you for your forgiveness in Jesus' name. Amen. I pray for God's guidance. Amen. That God would guide us. Amen. And for some of us, the, the enemy has a plan for our lives. You know, God wants to bless us. God's got a plan and destiny, but the devil wants to mess that up. We're going to pray that, Father, that he would guide us in Jesus' name. Our minute begins now. And lead us not into temptation. Father, you know our weaknesses. You know what we battle with, Lord God. And, Father, we pray that you would strengthen us today. We pray, Holy Spirit, come upon us. Fill us anew, O Lord, that, Father, that we would be strong, not in our own selves, but, Lord, strong in you. Lord God, we pray that uh, imbue us with your word, that we will speak the word when temptation comes. It is written. Lord God, we pray. We pray your protection. Every curse, Lord God, that's been released upon us, Lord God, will not settle, Lord God. But Father, your hand of protection will be around us. And so, Lord God, we pray, keep us. Oh, Lord, keep us from temptation. Lord, let us not disgrace you. Let us be men and women of integrity. In Jesus' name, we bless you, Lord. Amen. The minute is finished. And finally, the last one, the Father's protection. Amen. To protect us from all the plans of the enemy. Amen. For our lives. And that we would we will live our life. We're not, we're not going to die premature. Amen. We will die when, when God's time is ready. The psalmist says, our, our time is in his hands. Isn't that, isn't that wonderful? Amen. Our time is in his hands. Let's pray that last section now. Amen. But deliver us from the evil one. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that, Lord, greater is he that is in the world. And, Lord God, we pray that, Father, deliver us. There are things that we don't see. There are plans that we don't know. But, Lord God, we commit our lives in your hands. And, Lord God, we pray that protect us. We say with the psalmist that we shall not die, but we shall live and proclaim what the Lord has done for us. And so, Lord God, we pray, protect us. We pray the protection upon our children, Lord, and our children's children, and all the, 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 the stuff that they're teaching them in schools and universities. We pray, protect their little minds, oh God. Protect them from evil philosophies, evil men and women, Lord God. We pray that they will grow up to be a godly generation, to touch their generation, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. And so, Lord God, we thank you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for 89 years as a, as a witness in this area. 
And we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness in our lives that we can be here to celebrate. And Lord, I pray for your people that they will be men and women of prayer, men and women of faith that will be strong for you, Lord God, and that, Lord, will stand, oh God, in the coming days. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. If you want more information about Camrose Baptist Church, visit our website, www.camrosebc.org.uk. Follow us on Instagram at Camrose Baptist Church and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Camrose Baptist Church Edgeware.